Hey guys, welcome back to Callum Sully Podcast. Uh, this is episode 25. I hope you're all well, guys. We just had a tremendous heatwave. Um, it depends where you're listening from. As you can tell by my accent, I am in the UK. So I was... Uh, yeah, I suffered. <laughs> and I don't know if you know what I look like. Hopefully you do, because you should be following me on social media. Um, Callum Sully Fitness... With underscores in. <laughs> Gallon underscore Sully underscore fitness. That's my Instagram handle. Go and follow me on that. Facebook is the same but without the underscores. Just at Callum Sully Fitness. Same with TikTok and LinkedIn as well. So do take time to go and uh, follow me if you can. I'd really appreciate it. And um, yeah, say hello. Let me know you've come from the podcast and you're a listener. But anyway, we've just had a tremendous heat wave. And listen, I live in place called Buxton, a town called Buxton. I live in a town called Buxton, if you're not aware of Buxton, it's the highest market town in the country, in England, right? Which makes it the coldest market town in England. And there may be some places in the Lake District that could rival that, but that's what it is, right? Where snow is a guarantee every winter with us. There's no... Slight possibility, it happens all the time. White Christmases are not a rarity for for us in Buxton, right? So imagine when we live up in the hills, up on the highest town in the country, right? <clears throat> when it gets to 37 degrees. That's mental. Now, I like it hot. <laughs> but just like the majority of the UK, that was far too hot. Far too hot. So hopefully, guys, it didn't affect you too badly. <clears throat> hopefully, when it came to your fitness and health, it also didn't affect you too badly. Um, so what we're talking about today is just a couple of things, and it's going to kind of go around excuses. And when it comes to excuses, I always have to tread carefully here because a lot of the time... People don't want to be told that they are responsible for themselves. That they are responsible for their decision, their motivation. And I get that. Um, but I, I talk about excuses carefully today by also reminding you that I too are, am full of excuses. I own a gym. I have it easy. I can literally lock my gym door at any given point when I'm not in session and I have my own equipment, I don't need to pay a gym membership, I can turn my music on, I can turn my phone off, shut away and I can work out for as long as I want to. But this year has been dreadful for my own fitness. Outside of a 12 week program I did for myself before I went to Rhodes um, a couple of months ago and I did alright I did alright um, and then when I got back a few weeks after I caught Covid and um, yeah look Covid wiped me out a little bit and my fitness and the levels never really got back to what they were and it's only today the day as I record this episode I've done my first proper training session i have worked out bit bit by bit to regain my fitness levels but today's the first time i really went for it like full on 
big lifts, deadlifts, all the compounds, full body routine, heavy weights, low reps, desperately trying to re rebuild that strength back. And I felt amazing. And isn't that the key, right? Exercise releases a lot of feel-good chemicals. Dopamine, serotonin. These are chemicals that your body loves, your body craves. But the irony is we aren't motivated to do the workouts even though we know that the workouts get us motivated. We aren't motivated to diet even though we know that dieting is probably going to get us to where we need to be particularly in weight loss. So it becomes a vicious cycle. And the problem with vicious cycles is once you're in them, they're very hard to break. So the answer really is you've just got to do it. And that might not that might be easier said than done, but that is the only answer there is. If you're not motivated to go to the gym or to do a workout, I cannot tell you how many members gym members we've had leave this year purely down to the fact that they're just not turning up because they're just not motivated and that's partly our fault for not doing enough but as i say motivation is gifted it's created sorry not gifted which means you create your own motivation and that's a vicious cycle okay we aren't motivated to do the work that we know is going to get us motivated and because we're not doing it, we're not motivated. And because we're not motivated, we're not doing it. Yeah? Hopefully that makes sense. And this is kind of the theme of what we're going to talk about on this particular episode. Motivation, excuses, all that stuff. Now, I've had a few people um, kind of do this weight loss challenge that I was running. Um, and... A guy won, okay, and he was the only guy remaining on this challenge, okay, and the others were all ladies, they did fantastic by the way, but they didn't win, the guy won, and a lot of the resp responses were along the lines of, well you know, men build more muscle, that's scientifically proven, um, so this should be two winners, one for women, one for men, and part of that's true. The science is true. The problem is, though, we've run that challenge numerous times over the years, and only twice has a guy won. And all of them have been intergender. So what do you think happened there? Are people just make, coming up with excuses for the fact they didn't win? Quite possibly. You can't say that to these people because people don't want to hear it. People don't like being told that they are responsible for their own failures or they are responsible for their own, um, you know, struggles or excuses. Now, I'm used to that. Doing what I do for a living, <clears throat> I get excuses from not just clients but followers and I'm guilty of these excuses myself. But one of the hardest... The hardest parts of my job, if, if you was to ask me now, Callum, what is the hardest part of your job? I would probably say that the hardest part of my job is 
answering people when they're not getting results. Because you have to tread so carefully. Because the reality is very, very simple. If people are not getting results, particularly with weight loss, they are not in a calorie deficit. And a lot of people don't want to accept that. Because maybe they think they've tried really hard. I've had a lot of people like, well, I've tried really hard this month. And I'm so annoyed. I've not lost weight. The reality is, you've not, you've just not tried hard enough. Or the effort was there mentally, but you've missed something there. Now, sometimes it is a case of someone's just missed something, okay? But most of the time, 80% of the time, they've convinced themselves of their own excuse. I've done really well this month. There's no reason why this isn't working. Well, there is, obviously. Obviously, you're not in a calorie deficit. But I've been really well, good with my diet. You're not in a calorie deficit. I've been walking 8,000 steps a day. You're not in a calorie deficit. And the sooner people accept that, the easier it is to barge through it. Now, I tend to find, without being discriminative, that the, the majority of these come from an older generation. And I blame a lot of the diet culture for that. You know the ones, you know all my best friends at Slimming World, you know my best friends at Cambridge and Weight Watchers and all that garbage. And <clears throat> people will ask me a lot, Callum, why do you have such an issue with Slimming World? And, you know, and, and they'll respond with, you know, it worked for me or it worked for a friend. If it works, what does it matter? I get that one a lot. As long as it works, what does it matter? Yeah, for you, that's great. But it worked for you, and that's fine. That's your own personal journey, and I commend you for that, and I'm happy, I really am happy that it worked for you. But, unfortunately, there are millions of people, okay, that it's not working for. And it's not working for them because the whole diet culture sets you up with a terrible relationship with not only food but the scales and that is what my problem is because of what it is done what this diet culture what all these companies have done to the mindset of people and this idea that you are what you weigh but remember you don't you are not fat, you have fat. Just because the scales aren't going down does not mean your fat's not going down. And that is one of the hardest things for people to understand. Because why? Because diet companies don't tell you about that. They help make you believe that the weight is means fat. If you gain two pounds... When you next step on those scales at Slimming World, you're going to think you've gained weight. You're going to think you've gone backwards, you've gained fat. When in actual fat, it's probably muscle and, and water. Undigested food. Water retention from your period. Menopause. Many hormones play a part in, in fluid retention. It doesn't matter why you've got the water retention. The reality is water's heavy. But this bin stood there with a clipboard 
unqualified to judge you is going to stand there in front of everyone else at 7pm on a Monday, mo- Monday evening of all times and make you feel terrible and help tarnish your relationship with food and the scales even more. And over time, and it's not just people who are doing something like this, it's just the media, it's just the, the, the dominance, the mentality, the newspapers are just as bad, influencers are just as bad. And sometimes people will do anything to deviate from the truth of, cal- of, of calories in versus calories out to fit their agenda so it makes them feel better. Okay, And I'll give you an example here. There was an intermittent fasting advert that popped up. Don't know why I keep seeing it. They need to amend their targeting, evidently. Um, and I've tried to report it. I have reported it to Facebook. Nothing happened. I'm not allowed to share a testimonial or a success story of a client or before and after because it might be misleading or make the viewer, the person who's looking at the advert or the post, feel bad about themselves. Because they feel like it's not possible for them to achieve that. However, this garbage company, which I won't name, they are promoting absolute pseudoscience of intimate fasting. And that different types of intimate fasting can get rid of belly fat in, in a month. That's okay. Facebook can allow that ad, which is misleading. But I can't share a story of one of my most successful clients who lost weight by doing things the right way. So I reported it, but it popped up again, right? So I couldn't help myself, fuck Callum, don't do it, but I couldn't help myself, so I did comment, so get this, excuse my French, get this shit off Facebook, right? I've already tried to report it, because it's bad, and people don't need to be buying into that, that stuff. Then this woman commented, Right, and she put something about actually intermittent health. In, intermittent fasting has loads of health benefits. Um, blah de blah. Right, listen. All intermittent fasting is is a calorie deficit. Skipping a skipping a meal. You're basically just eating within a time window. There are studies to suggest it could have so many health benefits, but none are proven. The only thing that checks in every single time, the one common denominator with it, with all these studies on fasting and calorie cycling, they have one thing in common. Could you guess what that is? Calorie deficit. So, this woman commented and she put, no, health benefits, um, you know, and, and I commented back because it was a response to me. He said, well, look, that's fine. I actually like intermittent fasting. But I only do it because it's a calorie deficit that actually works quite nicely for me and my work pattern. I get up early in the morning. I train clients. I do a lot of send emails. I do a lot of admin work early doors at six in the morning. And sometimes I don't finish till nine at night. So it might it, it can work for me. But then she went on to say, when I mentioned it was, of course, a calorie deficit, but then she said the most stupidest thing I've ever read so far in 2022, which was, calories are not the best way of monitoring your energy. 
or your weight loss. And I had to pause for a minute. I actually thought she was joking. She wasn't joking. Now, I looked her up to try and see what her credentials were. I couldn't see any. She wasn't a dietitian. Nothing, right? So, I responded. And by the way, I was being very, very um, as polite and respectful as I could. There was no laughing emojis, no insults. It was just, you know, trying to understand why she believes what she believes. But she would be the one that would throw back. When people can't argue with evidence and science, they resort to insults or, my favourite, do your research. That's my favourite. Whenever conspiracy theorists or people who promote pseudoscience, whenever they can't prove you wrong with science, they always resort to their failsafe of look it up, research it, do your own research, brilliant. And what am I researching, by the way? What, what do I type? Am I looking in the dark depths of the internet for some, you know, PhD-paid studies at Oxford University? Oh, wait, no. Because <laughs> that isn't, hasn't been published. Because calories are a unit of energy. And that's thermodynamics, right? And calories are an energy that our body burns off. Okay, so she went on to say, calories aren't important, you know. And, and my favourite part is what she said, if you're not, and then she started getting insulting me, well, you carry on believing that if you're not prepared to embrace new research. There is no research. There is fact, and then there is fiction. There's no new research, okay. But the point was, this is someone who's obviously read something, believe something, and now what that lie has done is create a justification. So if she's struggling to lose weight, she can blame the fact that calories are wrong. So my point here, guys, is which is bringing, trying to bring this back to the episode at hand. You know, it's much easier to believe stuff than it is to just accept the truth. If you're struggling to lose weight, whether you like it or not, you are not in a calorie deficit. Now, weight loss is one of the hardest things I ever got into from a career perspective. What should be a very simple, simple situation Calories in versus calories out has actually become a massive, sensitive, and very in-depth web, okay, of many, many, many different layers. Because even though the idea is simple, move more than you eat daily and you will lose weight, and that is a fact. There is so much to dissect within that. It's hard for me, who's a fitness professional, who has studied this for the last 10 years. And it's even harder when I'm trying to then relay that information to a client who just wants to lose a bit of weight, who's fed up of her belly fat, who's fed up of feeling you know, wobbly, she wants to feel 
confident in herself. There is so many layers to that, it's unreal. It's one of the hardest things to do for my job. If I have someone come in for a weigh-in, and we go a bit more detailed than that, we'll work out the body fat and all that stuff, and, and everything's gone in the wrong direction, right? She's gained weight, she's gained fat, she's lost muscle, basically borderline, she's gone backwards. The hardest thing for me to do is sit there and ask her what's gone on and listen to the copious amount of excuses that are about to come out of her mouth. And it's not her fault. Kind of is, but it's not her fault. She believes it. And she actually said, oh, do you know what? If this doesn't go the right way, I don't, I'm, I'm giving up. Well, that's sure, that's going to answer all your problems, isn't it? Now, her immediate, immediate response was, but I've done really well, I've eaten really good. You can't have. You can't have. Well, you have, but you're still in a calorie surplus. The most common, you know, the most likely option is that you've just been shoving too much food in your body and not moving enough. It's that simple. Sure... You're doing, a, you're doing some workouts, you might be drinking a bit of water, you may be coming to the gym a couple of times a week, you might be walking a little bit more. Sometimes that's not enough. Okay? The more you put in, the more you get out. I know bodybuilders who blend chicken and drink it. You know, I know many fitness professionals with six packs that are unhappy and miserable why because to look like that you've got to eat and train the way you need to train to get like that particularly in a short amount of time but people for some reason just believe that they can and, and, and again this is not just diet companies this is influencers too influencers you know smart marketing companies you know local media, newspapers, entertainment magazines, reality TV, you know, the Kardashians, they, they, they paint this ideal figure or ideal body, particularly for women, and they make it think that it was just dead easy to get there. And then women watch that, they, they then start to think, well, I want to make a change, I want to look like that. But they can't understand why they don't. And it's many things there. Yes, genetics can play a part. Good genetics is one of those harsh things that I myself don't have, so I have to work that a little bit harder. But a lot of these women haven't had children. Their hormones are completely different. Their metabolisms are still fast. They have subscriptions of healthy food. They have personal trainers on speed dial. Everything's done for them. And not to forget... They're heavily edited. I know I have, well, I don't use, but I have a lot of software, and I know of a lot of software where I can literally, I could make my waistline smaller on video and photo, and you wouldn't even know this. It's very easy to do now. Technology's big. So, don't believe, don't base your journey on an illusion. Don't base your journey on on these influences don't base your journey on a myth weight loss is hard it is hard very hard 
And fat loss, if you want to go in specifically into weight loss, fat loss is even harder. It's hard to lose a lot of weight and not lose muscle. Now, some of you might be listening and thinking, well, I'm not bothered about muscle, I just want the scales down. That's the saddest part, because you should be bothered about muscle. Because muscle, the more muscle you have, the more fat you're going to burn. Because when you're building muscle, it will take calories from your fat stores. Don't forget, guys, your fat cells are excess storage. Your body stores that excess energy. It's quite happy to be used. So if you're exercising, if you're doing a lot of exercise or if you're building muscle, whilst your body needs energy to build that muscle tissue, it's going to go, right, awesome. That's a bit of fat there. Don't worry, I'll take some calories from my fat. But if your calorie deficit is down to 1,200 because you've been following some garbage 5-2 diet, your body's like, whoa, what are you doing? I was fine just helping myself to your fat cells there in a calorie maintenance level or slight deficit. Why, have you, why are you starving me? I give up. I'm not going to do that, anything with that muscle now. And then you end up losing muscle. Yeah, well, but calorie scales have gone down. You've lost muscle. And now you're going to hit a plateau. And now you're going to be annoyed at yourself when the weight loss just comes to a very abrupt halt. And now your metabolism is even slower than it was originally. Because you've lost a lot of muscle tissue. Your body fat percentage has actually gone up even though you've lost weight. So you don't look or feel any better. And what you do, you give up and go straight back to square one. And sign up to the rejoin Slimming World for the 85th time. It doesn't need to be that complex. So yeah, that's the hardest. The hardest part of my job is relaying this tangled web of all the complicated moving parts that come with what should be a very simple thing, weight loss. And I have to unbox that or untangle it and then try to drip feed this information, which I do, by the way, on my six-week work-off program. I take all of this everything I know, all these moving parts about weight loss and fitness, I package into one little six-week program and I drip feed bit by bit each week. I drip feed little bits of information that they can dissect. Best I can do. You know? So we have to stop making excuses, guys. We have to understand that it's okay to just openly admit, yeah, you know what, I'm not feeling it right now. You know, I'm sat here with a protein shake I bought as a meal deal. And I, I felt quite happy that I didn't get myself a Diet Coke. Oh, Callum, Diet Coke's one of the worst things to put in your body. No, it's not. But I felt almost relieved that I bought a protein shake instead as my meal deal. Why? Because I did a fantastic workout today. One that I was really happy with. Now you might turn around and go, oh, well, that's not that big of a deal. But to me that was. Because that was a very little win. And if you pile on a load of little wins, you get one very big win. So to me, making that decision... And I wanted to. I didn't just do it because I, I should do. I did it because oh, I wanted to. I felt good for my workout, so I thought I'm going to buy some protein. Little wins are the best ways to get you back on the wagon when it comes to your fitness. Little wins. 
So, if you're struggling with your motivation, if you're down in the dumps right now, you've tried everything, you give up with your weight loss, you're just not in the right mindset, that's cool. But if that, if your weight is getting you down, that could be contributing to the problem. All you need is some little wins. Callum, what could those little wins be? Very simple. Okay. Go for a walk. Park your car at the back end of the car park at the supermarket and walk. Walk to work, assuming you can. When you're at home, in between cooking, lean yourself up against your kitchen um, sides and do some push-ups. Yeah? These are little things that we can do. In between, when you're at work, if you're walking around, do a couple of squats. Yeah, you might look daft, you might feel daft, but you're not daft. You're doing something. And not enough people appreciate those little wins. Because they see their friend who's succeeding. And they think, well, I'm, I can't do that. They're, they're killing it at the minute. I couldn't possibly do that. Well, they, didn't, they had to start somewhere. No one just at a flick of a switch just becomes motivated and on, on it. You know, smashing it in one day. No. No, no, no. People start off with little wins and before you know it, they pile up and pile up until you just ha you're just killing it. You're getting results, weight's dropping, muscles going up, you're feeling fitter, clothes are feeling looser, you've got more energy levels, you're sleeping better, you're appreciating the taste of food again because you're starting to eat all these fruits and veg and these healthy foods and you know, you're getting rid of the taste of all that bland carb and junk food that you've been having. Start off small. Guys, I should have a guest on for my next episode, which I'm very excited about. Um, it's going to be, well, I'm hoping, it's going to be a guest. That'll be Kev from Brevolution. We're going to be talking all about mindset, meditation, and one thing I'm really excited to talk about, the power of cold water therapy, which I'm a big advocate of, so I do take cold showers. Um... So I'm excited to have him on. That is going to happen. We've just got to confirm a date. So whether that will be the next episode or the following one, um, make sure if you're listening to this, if you enjoy the episode, please hit subscribe or follow, depending on whatever platform you are listening to this on. Um, and again, if you're not following me on social media, Instagram is at Callum underscore Sully underscore fitness and Facebook, TikTok and LinkedIn are all at Callum Sully fitness with no underscores or anything like that. Please go and give me a follow. I'd really appreciate that if you enjoyed the podcast. You can also send me an email if you have questions or you have specific struggles, topics you'd like me to talk about on the podcast. Feel free to send me an email. That's info at csullypersonaltraining.com. Send me an email with the topic, um, put the subject as podcast so I know what it's regarding, um, and I'll happily bring it up on the next episode. Guys, only a shorter one today. Um, I just wanted to sort of talk about excuses because they're quite high at the minute with the weather and just, you know, cost of living, everything that's going on at the minute. Summer holidays are approaching. 
motivation is at an all-time low right now. Um, you know, so I thought it was a good time to just kind of bring this back in for landing a little bit. Um, cool. All right, guys. Take take it easy. I hope that you'll hear from me again soon. And, uh, yeah, make sure to give me a follow um, on your podcasting platform and uh, share the podcast with your friends as well. I'd appreciate it. Okay, I will see you next time. Have a great week, guys, and keep smashing your fitness. Bye-bye.